Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Saddlecast. Myself and Glenn, it's two-game week. And how are you doing, Glenn? It's a, it's a nice sunny Sunday. It is a nice sunny Sunday. It's a two-game weekend, Ollie, I suppose we should say, shouldn't we? Because it's obviously, this is going to be the, the podcast covering both Easter games. Um, and yeah, it's been lovely over in Shrewsbury. I'm sure it's the same where you are at the moment this weekend in terms of the sun being out. And I think I looked at the weather last week on it. It was supposed to be snowing all of Easter, so I don't quite know what happened to that weather report. We're supposed to snow on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. It's coming, isn't it? So yeah, um, but yeah, two games over Easter. Obviously, we're recording on the Sunday as you just said so yeah we've dealt with Northampton Shrewsbury which we'll cover in a minute which wasn't great and then tomorrow Ollie um, we're going to live record um, our sort of podcast aren't we um, for the game against uh, Plymouth at home aren't we we're going to kind of do a live recording and then I'll clip that down to put out later on so trying to do two things a bit differently this week but at the end of the day be great if we didn't lose both games this weekend Ollie as as we stand at this point in time (laughs) yeah it was pretty demoralising doing the agenda to be honest um, for the game against them, Northampton, it was not a good, not a good game. Good for if you're a, a Northampton mm. fan, you would have been very pleased. Um, but from a true perspective, yeah, it was, it wasn't too much uh, positive to talk about. So yeah, we'll go through this game quite quick. Give a bit of a scope. There's probably more questions from this yeah. game rather than than answers um, and a kind of action to talk about. So we'll quickly jump through this. Um, game and then yeah we'll give ourselves more time to kind of um, go through the live game and we've been asking people for, for questions and we've been getting some good questions so we can have a bit of debate Glenn when there's lulls in the games well there is lots of lulls in the games at the moment that's the slight problem with Shrewsbury <laughs> I think you know we're not you know I think you know I've been saying for a long time we're safe we're still point, 10 points clear and I think the more these games are going to be interesting is because you start to think forward don't you and you start to think about what comes next who comes next yeah. and all that sort of thing and then these 10 games are going to be probably the longest little sort of run into another season in terms of giving us pointers that that we've ever had recently because you know we, we, other than the her season we've always been battling relegation right up to the last few weeks so you know we'll obviously get a couple of wins between now and the end of the season and we'll, we'll million percent be safe then so yeah it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see what it kind of shows us going forward and I think yeah. this game did show us some bits and bobs Ollie yeah it did and just before you go we kind of pushed into the game um, yeah I think it's worth saying that we I'm sure you'll 100% agree with this Glenn everything we're saying any criticisms we have of this game is, is the context of this game yeah it's not the context of the manager's impact. It's not context of the season. It's not criticising the manager as such. It's, it's just talking about this one game, which is not very good. Overall, he has done an unbelievably fantastic oh, yeah. job. Um, so it's just worth us carrying that over. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I, I 100% agree on it. You said I will 100% agree with that. I do, you know. But it doesn't mean yeah. you can't talk about the context of one performance. Exactly. And that's why I just wanted to get it out there. Yeah, just get it out fair. there. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes it happens on Twitter. You make a comment or something. Um, I was very conscious of that actually at the end of the game yesterday I said you know losing to Northampton is not the end of the world for us uh, let's not no. go overboard um, but yeah this but doesn't mean that we enjoyed the game <laughs> and there's a lot of positives at the same time so just worth no. covering that I thought we're still paying £10 to watch these games you've got to remember Ollie so there is that entertainment slash cost value that every everyone exactly. puts towards everything they do nowadays but um, yeah there's there's obviously a, a huge context around the season and then the fact the manager's still not there so you can't even judge it on you know a man in the in the, in the box in, and the substitutions we'll talk about this during the game but you know there's, there's things you could say about our substitutions in this game but really even that's got a context within itself hasn't it so um, yeah well, I think rather than talking about this game let's uh, let's move on and, and, and go into the Northampton game Ollie Oxford City very deep here is Pugh and Udo! And the deadlock is finally broken by Daniel Udo. Northampton Town 1, Shrewsbury Town 0 um, was the first game of the Easter break. Uh, not the best start to the to the, to the the holiday period, I suppose. Um, yes, goal from Watson on 27 minutes. And we never looked like getting back into it after they scored um, only half an hour into the game. So, yeah, a couple of things. We'll run through the team in a minute, Ollie, because um, it was some interesting changes, wasn't there, which we were going to cover. Um, ones that sort of led to maybe the underperformance. But... 
we obviously were talking about Steve Jagelka and, and um, the, the terrible news and sad news for all Shrewsbury Town fans that were alive in that era. I suppose anyone that ever knew him or, or was even aware of the work he did for our football club. Um, yeah, you know, we've, we've talked about doing a special on, on Steve and that's coming down the line. But staggeringly and, and rather upsettingly, I suppose, for football and, 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 our, and our club in, in, in general, was another ex-player at an incredibly young age passed away this week, Ollie, Lee Collins, who played for us. Um, I think he played eight games for us in the, the, the sort of latter, well, it started off being the Graham Turner season, didn't it, just before it passed on to Mike Jackson when, when Graham Turner left. And um, yeah, I, I, I can't remember a time like this when we've lost like two ex-players in such a short period of time at, at such exceptionally young ages. It's obviously sad for everybody involved in the families and everybody involved in all the clubs that he played for. I know that Lee Collins played for a lot of clubs and um, saw a lot, of, a lot of really nice tributes to him as well. And just, yeah, hard to, hard to get your head around these things at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's really sad. Um, it's just really sad mm. um, for the family and friends. And yeah, I saw quite a few uh, messages from footballers that were really surprised by this. Um, it's really sad. And yeah, it's it's just, what else is to say? It's just, yeah, it's terrible, mm. isn't it? He's, he came through the Wolves, he's from Telford. He, he came through the Wolves youth system. Um, yeah, he's captain for Northampton and there was a minute silence at the start of this game and it's yeah, terribly sad and the thoughts go out to his family. Yeah, unbelievable unbelievable. So young again and um yeah, terrible, got a family and yeah, just just a real real hard thing to get get your head around, as I said. So um yeah, the the good thing was in this game I think and, and respecting the you know, losing a fellow professional, the the players did uh, have a minute silence, didn't they, for, for Lee Collins at the start of this game, which um was really well observed and obviously uh, a nice tribute and something I think happened at a lot of football league games uh, at the weekend, Ollie. So um yeah, that's how this game started. But yeah, yeah, I guess we can leave that there and pass on our condolences to his family. Um, and yeah, the team lineup then, really, Ollie, I suppose, because this is where things started to be a bit interesting in terms of us looking at what was going on. So for, for Sarkic started in goal, came back in um, after his international duty. Um, Pierre came back in after his injury and then played uh, three at the back with Ebanks and Williams. Um, then we had Love and Ogbetta as the fullbacks. Um, so Love had come back in after an extended period out. Um, and then the midfield three was Davis, Norburn, and Vela, um, and Main and Chapman up front. Now, Ollie. I should say before this game started, I tweeted, there's a lot to like about this starting lineup. How wrong was I? <laughs> I think, Glenn, you probably assumed that Vela might play in the 10. I did. And you assume that maybe Shrewsbury Town might be able to find a man with a ball. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, 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 well, let's just do it now. I think Davis playing the 10 did not work no. at all. Um, he is a deep-lying battler. He's a box-to-box destroyer you know he's probably not even a box-to-box player he's not really played kind of want going really into the final third he, he's very good at winning the ball and, and passing it off um Norburn's passing was really poor and yeah Vela playing deep I mean that you couldn't really get yeah, support and, and Main and Chapman were isolated it was a very like it kind of the formation kind of works I guess if you can keep the ball and then you need to be able to keep the ball to get men forward but we didn't do that so it was very frustrating I imagine um, to take for example Chapman imagine it was quite a frustrating game for him just running around um, almost aimlessly yeah and, and not having anyone working really well in the number 10 role combined with the front two that didn't work at all either um, the whole thing was very stodgy wasn't it and yeah it was funny because you know you look at the names on the team sheet and you know all of them should be strong players but yeah just didn't click in this game at all did it in terms of what you just explained and um, yeah we'll probably go through some of the sort of tactical and, and problematic issues that we picked up as we went through it but um yeah, so yeah, kicked off. Obviously, funnily enough, it was boiling hot sunshine in Shrewsbury, and I, I kept thinking, oh, it'd be a lovely day to be on the terrace in Northampton. You know, sunny day, Ollie. You know, everyone yeah. always enjoys a trip to Northampton. And then Lewis Cox sent me a message back saying it's cloudy and it's about six degrees here. So I think we were slightly better off in the sun in Shrewsbury on the on the evidence. Of- I think it's one of those <laughs> things where one of those days, isn't it, yeah. where like the temperature in the shade 
and temperature in the sun is is drastically different. <laughs> but it's still March, April, early April, isn't it? So yeah. there we go. Um, and the game started with a lovely massive elbow from uh, Aaron Pierre on a cobbler striker, just saying, "Hey guys, I'm back playing football now, and I'm, I'm back to elbowing <laughs> elbowing players." Yeah, terrible elbow from Pierre and Hoskins. And that kind of summarised the first 20-15 minutes. I thought Shrewsbury were terrible. Um, we were very stopping in possession, as we mentioned, and there was kind of no attacking um, threat. And also, when midfielders got the ball, there wasn't really much kind of for them to pass to. There wasn't really many options. Yeah. And yeah, the first half was dominated by fouls, mostly by Shrewsbury. I guess probably the best chance we did have was where foul, um, there's a foul on Maine. A free kick was taken. It was flicked on and Maine put the ball in the back of the net, but it was offside. But I think it's fair to say, Glenn, the, the first 20, 15 minutes, even up to the goal, really, was not very really good from a Shrewsbury perspective. Not from a huge perspective, no, we were we were levels well well levels below where we played in some of our better games in recent time. Um and I didn't think it was a very good game at all, Ollie. It wasn't very much fun to watch. I didn't think Northampton were really very good at either. You know, they're obviously a team that have been struggling down the bottom. They showed some will and some fight to kind of keep coming at us, but there was a massive lack of quality, I thought, in both final thirds for most of the game. Um which is obviously why there wasn't many goals in the game. But yeah, both teams looked looked desperately short of that quality up front. I think that was definitely something that came out. Obviously they they did get a goal on the end, but it, you know, it it was just the one moment, wasn't it? And yeah, the main one, he looked offside to me, Ollie. I couldn't really complain too much about that. I don't think it was it was you know, maybe a bit more marginal than it looked like on the day when I saw it back on the replay but I think he's leaning into it and, and it just puts his body beyond the defender so I, I can't think that we really can be um, feel like we were too cheated on that one mate No he was definitely offside yeah. um, for me um, poor timing um, yeah and he was offside um, and then yeah there was a decent save from Sarsic from, from another opportunity from Hopkins Um but then, yeah, it was a, a goal from Shrewsbury. I'm gonna, I'll say the goal. Let's just talk about the goal. Then I want to talk about something else after, mm-hmm. so I'll come back to it. But yeah, so basically, it was a, f- a throw in from Northampton and cross into the box from their right back. Um, really nice um, control and finish from Watson. Um, I thought Cobblers, yes, you're right, Glenn. Um, Cobblers weren't great. No. Northampton, and you know, not a very good side. But I think in that context, they played quite well. I thought, you know, they took their chance. You know, they were very resolute in the second half. Mm-hmm. Loads of good blocks. Really hard work. Yes, they're not great in the final third. That's why in the relegation yep. zone. Um, so yeah, that's. It. But one thing I was going to bit of an odd one, Glenn. So I'll let you comment on the goal and also this second point as well. I think we're really poor at throw-ins. Mm. How many times do we try to take a throw-in and we never have a man? We all done it, and it's not just when we're time wasting. We often seem to struggle to kind of launch anything from a throw-in. And also the defending on this throw-in was really poor. The fullback had loads of time and space. I don't know if it should have been Ogbetta, but he was miles away from him and allowed him to cross with no real pressure. Yeah. I think there was also the guy on the edge of the box who just eventually scored. And you think we're, what was, as that game developed, playing three very deep-lying central midfielders and none of, none of them were anywhere near him. I didn't think that was great either, to be honest. Um, couldn't really put too much criticism on Sarkic for the goal because he just he hammered it, didn't he? But uh, interesting one on the throw-ins. You, you're probably right. We, we see better and Love particularly in this game. And I talk about Love's long throws because he started taking long throws in the second half and we didn't really generate all that much from them. But a lot of times better and Love would get throw-ins and it'd take an age for them to actually throw it. And it seems like an instruction that we will not gamble the quick throw they are very studious in picking uh, making sure that the throw goes directly to a player and we don't lose possession out of it I think that's definitely something that's Cottrell's taught them or it's definitely something they've been coached into doing now because we do seem to sometimes take a sort of a glacial age to actually take throw-ins I've noticed Ollie and maybe that's where you're kind of picking up the, the change in how it's been done really yeah, it just, it just seems to be able to find a man. Like, I understand when we're time-wasting, but it's not just when we're time-wasting. We seem to be very well-organised, and, and maybe that's kind of the, the fine details and the coaching mm. um, that 
is we're struggling with and also probably a bit of struggling for lack of time as well on the training ground and I'm sure it's something that's on the, on the bucket list to, to fix in the summer. Uh, you, you mentioned then you said oh yeah you know as much as that first game hadn't been very good up until 27 minutes like it was a rubbish game up to 27 minutes but I would agree with you in terms of the overall piece you know whether Northampton went on to win it from this goal or not they, they did play better than us against the whole the whole piece of the game but yeah just you know we had the one chance as I say the offside that came from nothing and then this sort of came from a, a throw as well out of, out of really nothing in terms of pressure do you know what I mean normally they were in a game you'll see a team ratchet that pressure up didn't feel like it with this goal from Northampton it just was you know someone was going to score out of nothing really and um, you know happened to be them and as we found out with this team Ollie against the poorer teams of the division when we go behind we are in big trouble aren't we we, we do not have any creativity yeah. particularly playing the three that we played as we discussed right at the top of this um, zero creativity and no one with a real will to get forward and it was frustrating for me in the first half Ollie that even after we fell 1-0 behind we didn't change anything we didn't send, try to get on the front foot even more we were very passive I thought and, and yeah didn't didn't really create all that much the only things we were creating really were when Ogbetter got forward sometimes it felt like the, we felt like yeah. that was the only way we were going to score was get Ogbetter let him beat his man which he did a couple of times really well and I hope his cross goes in somewhere to someone and that was it that was our only plan it felt like because um, everything else seemed to fail yeah we put two decent crosses in which is probably the highlight of this half um, but Main headed over. He should actually have left it, and Davis was in the centre of the box. That probably would have, might have actually been a certain goal because he was oh, so close yeah. to the goal. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, obviously there wasn't a call or he ignored the call. And then there was a good header, uh, sorry, not a good cross, a poor header from Chapman that went flying over. Um, and yeah, there was, yeah, we didn't have any shots in target in that half, Glynn. And Cobblers had five. Yeah, some of those were not the best efforts, quite easily um, caught by Sausage, but just kind of puts into contrast, you know, they managed to create chances and we didn't. Yeah, and you put in the agenda, Salap had a better end to the half. But my point was, the two good periods we had were probably at the end of the first half and a little period in the second half. Again, another 10-minute period where we played well. And during those two 20-minute periods, which is hardly any part of a game, is it really? Let's be honest. But during those two periods, we didn't make their keeper do anything, which is frankly ridiculous, isn't it? When you say that was our best period of game and we didn't threaten at all, but that's what it was like, unfortunately. It was a lot of just passing it around and... um, you know, let's just name names, Ollie. But you know, we, we talked about you know Davis not being very well in the number ten role. He was very poor, wasn't he? But I would also add to the list of players in that first half that you could tell were struggling. Pierre looked really rusty. I thought Ollie. He, he came back into the team after a long injury, Lau. So you'd, maybe you'd expect it, but some of his passing was off. He put, put put one out of play from from sort of the other side of the pitch, didn't he? There was a couple where he kind of lost his man, and he still looked strong and and was doing well with the heading. But I thought he looked rusty. I thought Main and Chapman were awful up front together, um, and that continued way too long into the second half, which we'll get to in a minute. But Chapman just looked lost, didn't he? Most of the game, um, a couple of times he had the ball, ran it, and just ran it out of play. Main was god awful. I've got nothing positive to say about the man at the moment. Um, and I didn't think Norman was great either, Ollie. If I'm going to name another name, I just thought he, he kind of just was a bit meh and just didn't really stamp his authority on a team near the bottom of the division. So those were the ones that stood out to me really of, of playing under the levels they can play at. Yeah, totally agree. And um, for me, you know, you look at Sean Wally. He's you no know, not not necessarily a natural striker, probably a little bit like Chapman in that way. But yeah, Wally scored six goals, five assists for for Chapman, and on a, kind of still keep bang, banging on about this until he actually does get an assist. <laughs> yeah, his, his long range strikes are absolutely fantastic. But he needs to offer more. Yeah. Um, and at this moment in time, I wouldn't even be that upset if we didn't sign him, to be honest. No. Um, gonna, you know, we, I would like him to sign him. I think we could develop him. But I'm not going to I'm not gonna get too upset if it doesn't happen. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. He's just, yeah, starting to get to the point where he's a little bit like one of those sort of players we would have had in the Graham Turner era that would be flashy in a couple of games. And then you wouldn't see him for sort of six weeks. And then they'd come back and have another flashy couple of games. We need him to be more consistent. But yeah, you know, I, I, we're getting towards half time now, really. I mean, I was staggered we didn't make any change at half time, Ollie. I don't know about you. Well, I don't, I'm, surprised. I'm, I'm surprised we didn't make changes at all in this half, really, let's be honest. 
We yep. make one sub, and then we make loads of subs at the end of the mm. game. I was very surprised. Like you know, it was obvious that they were going to sit back. Was it really necessary to have those three central defenders? And even if we did have three central defenders, maybe the, you know, the both fullbacks, wingbacks should have been playing as wingers and being pinned really high. We had something like sixty-four percent possession in this half, Glenn, uh, but we had one shot on target. So we had one shot on target in ninety minutes. Um, it just wasn't very good. It was very, very poor. Um, Love got put through by Maine, and that was an excellent block, one of many, actually. When we had a love long range throw and, and Vela fired over, but you never saw a score, did you, Graham? Yeah, I mean, continuing the pattern, Ollie, of our discussions of recent weeks with. Uh, you yeah, know, it's just coming with a theme, isn't it? Burton was poor, Pompey was Bristol poor. Bristol Rovers. Um, and this is. Yeah, Bristol Rovers is poor. It's becoming a bit of the norm at the moment. You said it a few weeks back, you know, Maine is a stopgap. And we are not playing any other strikers yeah. with him anymore. We're playing midfielders most of the time, whether it's Maine or Chapman. I don't know. I'm not staggered that we're not massively high scorers in that circumstance. And you know, the Maine was poor in this game. Um, you know, we just we talked about people who were poor I, again. Just doing some of those things, I didn't like to see him. And, and do you know when you can tell a player's not having a very good game is that in the last 20 minutes they start running around like an absolute lunatic trying to affect the game. And that's exactly what Maine did in this game. He knew he'd had a stinker, and he just started running around trying to affect himself. But he was coming really deep. He was going out on the wing. He was he was all over the place. And it wasn't long after he started to do that he got subbed off rightly, to be fair. And um, when we made those the changes on uh, 88, didn't we? But yeah, he, he wasn't very good. And that's to say, he, he's unlike the dis- slight disappointment in not signing Chapman, I won't be bothered when Maine goes at all. And the most damning thing, Ollie, is um, we've got like an old away sporters group chat with some of my mates who used to play for the away sporters. And um, yeah. A lot of people compared compared the way I played for the away supporters um, to Curtis Main, which is not a compliment, Ollie. So um, there you go. That's no, a it's not. I, I played with you in that team, and yeah, it's not a compliment. <laughs> oh, there we go. So um, yeah, there's not really much to talk about. Literally to talk about in this game. So um, basically, Davis put cobblers through on goal, but Hodgkins fired wide into the side netting. I know that it's a bit like actually a bit like the game at home when we had Sam Ricketts and we had a mare against them. If they were a bit better in their shooting, they could have scored a couple more goals. Um, and they probably will rue some of those missed chances. Um, yeah, we've already talked about the midfield three working. And So, Glyn, were you surprised by the lack of subs and the fact that we made like, so many subs on the 88th minute? It was a bit odd, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I, I think I put a sweary tweet out when it happened. What's the point? Like, if we're trying to make a massive change to the game then, why didn't we do it after 70 minutes or 65 minutes? You know, we we needed to make some drastic change. It was clear we were never getting back into that game. We weren't creating anything. And that Chapman, Main, Davis, you know, all of them could have argument or arguatively been taken off for poor form in that game. And none of them did until the 88th minute. So I, I was staggered, to be honest with you. I just went around to my mum's for Easter, you know, sat in the garden and... I had to catch up now, lockdown's easing, and she she was saying the same thing. She was like, I don't think I know very much about football, Glenn, but I couldn't believe that he didn't make any substitutions during that second half. And I was like, Mum, you know more than you think. Because <laughs> I think most town fans... You, I'm like- going to wind you up now, Glenn, because I know you won't have read this in the, in the agenda. <laughs> you won't have got seen it no. yet. But this is a comment from the system manager. On the When questioned about the late subs, he said, we didn't want to disrupt the game as we were dominating. What? Oh my god, no. So yes, we were dominating possession, but we weren't creating chances. No. So I was like, I knew that that comment would wind you up when I heard it. Yeah. I even said to Bex when I was, because I still had it on the big TV when I was just, just doing a little bit of pod prep. Um, and yeah, 
Mm. Um, I, well, Be- Becky half watched the game and she was very surprised by that comment and I'm sure you're flabbergasted by it. A little bit, yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes you can focus on having all the ball, but, you know, most of the games we've won this season are when we've had none of the ball. So I, I think we've still got this thing yeah. where when we don't have much ball, we actually score more goals and maybe look like we're a so, bit of a better team. When we get all the ball, like we have been against these poorer teams, we never score. So I'm not sure that we really need to not disrupt it. Maybe we should be trying to disrupt it. It might help. An obvious change, wasn't it, was to take Pierre off after like 60 minutes and bring on Worley and play uh, basically a yeah, four-two-three-one, yeah, yeah, and just push on. Um, that was all too late. I don't know why we didn't do that. Maybe even take Davis off and bring. Obviously, Odo was um, wasn't wasn't there because his his partner was, was giving birth. Okay. So that's why he was missing. Good luck to him. But but why not bring on one of the kids? Why not bring on one of the strikers, kid strikers or something? Or just I don't know, just have a go after seventy five minutes, sixty minutes. I expected a change, and then sixty five, then seventy, and and so on and so forth. And the question I put out on Twitter, Glenn, I was like, Cottrell's done an amazing job, as we said, but what was the game plan today? Was he happy with that performance? Why do we wait so long for the changes and why no Wally? Well, I'm just a bit confused. Maybe he had no phone signal, Ollie. You know, it, daft as it sounds, maybe that maybe they couldn't get the messages through or whatever, like they normally do. No, it's a big mass to yeah, that. I know, I'm, I'm being semi-serious, Ollie. But <laughs> um, yeah, who knows? I mean, it, it's difficult to tell, isn't it? And yeah, it's a shame. You would have wanted to see us go for it way earlier than we did and be a bit more a bit more ballsy. But yeah, it was quite quite negative in terms of how we were trying to do it. And I, I I wouldn't agree with that comment about dominating it either. You know, we had the ball, but we were doing absolutely nothing with it. I don't. I can see the possession domination stats. Fine, fair enough. But you, you're always going to dominate the game when you're one nil. You know, one nil down because the opposition just want to sit back and soak up the pressure and defend you away. And that's what they did. They give Northampton all the credit in the world. They did that job really, really well. They bored bored us out of the game. I thought, to be honest with you, um, similar to what we've done. Against Against bigger teams, so we haven't learned the lesson of how we've been doing it to teams, um, and we got it done to us. I thought a little bit, not that we're, we're as good as bigger teams, but um, or the better teams in this division. But yeah, it was just I don't know. I, I, yeah, not not a good day at the office. Ollie. There's not much more I can really say about that. I think that was that was the, the summary, wasn't it? It was a bit of a crappen, and, and hopefully it's not something that keeps happening. But um, yeah, not not something I've got anything really positive to say about. Yeah, it was poor, and it's interesting. Um, on who scored, they often do summaries. So of like, you know, what what teams were good at, what teams were bad at, and kind of how they played. Yeah. And for Shrewsbury, they had no strengths, <laughs> which I don't think I've seen before. Uh, Northampton had three. Oh, God. Um, yeah, it does. So yeah, let's get go on to the top threes and yeah, close this game out because we've been a bit negative there, Ollie. But it wasn't a great performance. But yeah. we, you know, let's talk about the main positive again. Og better. I mean, even in a poor performance like that, he stands out as being absolute class, doesn't he? And, and there was things in his game on Saturday which I started to see a bit more of that we've not seen a hundred every game so far. He's starting to get the confidence to go past players, Ollie, which is amazing because he he had that left left back on toast a couple of times in this game and that's why he got so many crosses in because he wasn't just relying on getting the ball recycled back to him from say Vela or somebody and then knocking it in from deep he was getting trying to get byline and knock it in which is why some of those crosses we, we should have done better with I, I, I think he's going to be such a player every, every week you see something new in his game he's quick strong his first touch is you know close control there's a couple of times in the game Ollie, where he got the ball and he thought he'd lost it and then just his leg was so quick he kind of recovered it and, and he can drop his shoulder quick and go I can't speak highly enough about how well he's playing. Um, and, you know, if we can hold on to him, which I, I would be staggered if we hold on to him this summer, the more I watch him um, and don't cash in. The more, If we can hold on to him next season, it'd be fun to watch. And it might be that we never get to see him play, but he was fantastic across the whole game. So he was clearly the man of the match. Um, after that, it was difficult. You could have said a few play, players played OK. I think that's as good as you would say. Um, I went for Ebank second. Just thought he was quite solid. They, they, they threw a few things in the box and he seemed to be the one leading it more than Pierre. Um, and I gave Love some credit for the first time in a while this season. I thought 
He wasn't disastrous. His long throws weren't actually that bad in the in the second half. He was getting them in the box, just no one was attacking them. So that's quite a useful tool. So I went for I went for love third, but that that was about it really. Yeah, I went. I only did two. I couldn't I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't think of a third. I went for all better, and I thought Sarsic made a few decent yeah, saves. He, was all right, yeah. um, he made a few decent saves um, to keep us just to one. Um, so what did the manager say? Um, so obviously Aaron Wilbraham was doing the comments. So he said it's a scrappy game. We didn't start the best. Um, we can't give teams a leg up. And he says one of those days and the lads are disappointed. Um, and then interesting, I actually listened to the bit of the Oli Norburn one. And in the context, um, he said, you know, there's no excuses. We played really poorly. So he said his own performance levels weren't the level that he sets himself and as a team. And it, not many individuals in, in the dressing room can say they gave a good performance. No. He says it's the first time we've had two defeats on the spin. Mm. He said it is difficult um, without your manager being there. Um, it can be different, but he, you know, he, I'm not saying he's he's using that as an excuse. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting insight that the manager's um, absence is, is noted and felt by the players. I would say, having watched the end, you know, on your iFollow before it goes off to you know your FIFA 20 adverts and the boombastic music and everything. Um, God, I sounded old then. Um, but before it did all that, you could see the body language of the players. They knew they'd had a stinker. To be honest with you, you know, it wasn't like they were unlucky yeah. and, and were annoyed to have lost, or you know, it, it felt like they were hard done by. They knew that their level of performance was not what was not good enough. I don't mind that, Ollie. If I could see that you're pissed off that you didn't play very well and that you know you need to be better, I'm fine with that. You know, it's a learning it's a learning exercise, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I felt like you know that that attitude at the end was probably good. I wanted to see that sort of thing, but um, I just don't want to see it happening in general because I want to see us win games. But if we're going to lose, be pissed off that you didn't do very well and, and didn't want to put it right. So, um, I think that's that's probably reflected in Ollie Norburn's comment. Yep, no, I think that was that was fair, and you could see from his body language he's not happy. So, it'd be interesting to see how they get on um, on on Monday against Plymouth. Yeah, we'll leave this here then. So that's the Northampton game. So yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. This is really weird, Ollie. Um, but yeah, we'll be back tomorrow, and we'll <laughs> sit down, Ollie. We'll put a put a cup of tea on, um, or maybe a beer, depending if it's still sunny. I think it's supposed to snow tomorrow. But um, yeah, we'll get the we'll get the stream on for uh, Plymouth, and we shall sit and watch it and record this uh, match review for the game tomorrow. So um, yeah, we'll leave it here, Ollie. I'll catch you tomorrow. <laughs> Harry Jinx Good ball across Bravo's done it Beautiful goal What a beautiful goal from Steve Andrews So we're back on Monday Ollie uh, Yeah we're watching the iFollow streams from home aren't we Looking out my window in Shrewsbury which is where the game is Nice puffy clouds It's blue sky but it's bloody freezing today So um, yeah we just started the stream Just as uh, they're about to kick off Ollie um, I'll obviously take the knee in a minute But yeah just while they do go on Run us through the Shrewsbury team Let's start off there Yep, so there's a few changes in the Shrewsbury lineup. Um, Love and Obatus remain in the team, playing at wing back, um, but Pennington comes back into the sides. And I think there's a surprise there with Pierre starting again, Glenn, um, after obviously being out for such a long time. Vela and, and Norburn in the midfield. Goss comes in as a number 10. And then a surprise that both Worley and Ado come back into starting. 11 glimpse yeah. so yeah a few good changes there yeah we'll run through the Plymouth team as we go on in a minute but yeah I thought changes were important weren't they after what we saw at Northampton and obviously previously discussed on this podcast I don't think Davis um, Maine or Chapman could really complain about being dropped whether they're rested or dropped is, is open for discussion isn't it? but none of them put in performances that were really worthy of keeping their place did they yeah I totally agree well to be fair there's not many people that can <laughs> kind of claim a place back um, but yeah good to see um, obviously another game another opportunity to kind of reset that yeah, hopefully Goss being back means he'll play in that 10 and maybe play that a little bit better than Davis. Obviously got some more attacking um, talents, hasn't he, in terms of, of that role maybe. Or maybe he'll sit in and, and Vela will play it. We'll see how this game develops. We're only 37 seconds in, so um, we'll, we'll have to see our town line up once we go on our first attack. But just running through the, the Plymouth team, um, so they got Cooper and then they're playing five at the back with wing-backs as well. So Amerson, Opuko and Watts as the centre-backs and then Edwards and Grant as 
as the wing backs, um, and then Pereira, Fauna, Meyer in the central midfield area. I assume one of them will play the ten role, similar to what we'll be looking to do. And Ennis and Hardy up front. Obviously, Ennis is ex-town, Ollie. So, going to worry about the uh, ex-player curse striking us today, Ollie. Yeah, is he really an ex-player? He didn't really play for us today. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a player that's pretty deadly at this level. Um, scores quite a lot of goals. Mm. So yeah, someone to keep an eye out. We had him on loan twice, didn't we? And I think he might have already scored against us once before for someone. I can't quite remember who. But um, yeah, if it's going to be someone, it'll probably be him. And we should just mention referee Ollie is Bobby Madley. Well, he's he's coming back, isn't he? He's coming back, isn't he? After, after his <laughs> controversial um, kind of... <laughs> and exit from the game so he's working his way back up yeah, so totally that's positive that. yeah. got a good goal good referee for this game he'd be decent won't he so um, there we go Plymouth with the first chance put the ball into the box but headed away by town so yeah we'll, we'll see how this game settles down now we're, we're two minutes in and uh, yeah be back when something happens so that was something Ollie I've noticed three minutes in that we didn't really do much against Northampton ball over the top and you actually had a willing yeah, runner I was just thinking yeah. the team yeah Wally on the running off the back line of the defence which is something that's just makes it so easy to defend against when you don't have that option. Yeah, I think so. It was definitely good to see. We were playing around on the edge of the box, but uh, Gostavella falls away. But yeah, he'll, he'll offer something different that, unfortunately, Chapman, you know, playing out of position up front on, against Northampton and Maine just didn't really do, did they? They were always looking backwards, trying to hold the ball up, really. So, yeah, I think any long ball we play today has probably got a, a you know 10% extra threat on it, hasn't it, just because of the pace up front. So, yeah, we just need to find that right ball. And talking of Worley, um, do you think you'll see Worley play in a town shirt again? In, in the flesh. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier on, weren't we? There's a rumour going around that yeah, he might be going to Tranmere on a two-year deal. I'm sure it's just uh, yeah, the, the jungle drums of Shrewsbury fans banging at the moment, isn't it? And who knows what truth there is in it? I could see some merit in that move for him. You know, he's getting to the end of his career; he might want to move closer to home. Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. It's been it's been odd that he hasn't played much in these last six games. And if he hadn't played today, I would have probably put some some stock in and maybe moving on. But um, obviously, he's starting again today. Um, so who, who quite knows what's going on with Wally? I, I want to see him stay, but. I can see him going, Ollie. I'm, you know, it's got to be a fifty-fifty choice between him and the football club as to what they both want to do going forward, isn't it? Yeah, and I guess what if he's going to get is that age isn't there where someone might offer him a longer contract, which he's going to take. Um, and he doesn't naturally fit into this formation as if we are going to play um, three-four-one-two as a kind of mainstay next season. Um, he's done a fantastic job for us. Um, he has done a good job. We're not going to criticise him, but he's not an, an out-and-out goal scorer. And, and next season, obviously, be a year older. Good attack from Shrewsbury there, playing the ball from behind again. Vela, a bit high up, playing the ball behind the Plymouth line. And that ball's working quite well, Glenn, isn't it? With Odoe and Wally being willing runners. It's a lot better start, I have to say. A bit more intensity um, and a bit more bit more positive from Shrewsbury so far. You just mentioned it. It's more fluid, isn't it, up front? And it's going to give the defenders more to think about. I mean, yeah, it was Odoe that time, little little knock over the top. He took a good touch late off to Wally. And unfortunately, his cross was blocked before he could put it back in. But um, yeah, definitely, you know, obviously we're seven minutes in. It's a bit early to tell what's going on. But I don't know. I was so jaded by the Northampton game, Ollie, that this already seems... <laughs> quite a step back up so we still haven't created any chances and I'm sure as the game goes on we might lament that if it continues but yeah definitely seems like there's a little bit more attacking intent or a little bit more purpose in what we're trying to do today um interesting we didn't really mention Pennington's come back in and, and Williams has taken a rest Ollie I think that's probably something we might have wanted to do for a while but couldn't with Pierre being out and obviously Williams has played I think more games at the back than anyone this season so he was definitely due a rest wasn't he yeah he was he's played a lot of games him and Ebanks haven't they they've played a lot of minutes um, this season um, and yeah I'm sure a rest he's probably been I imagine he's been carrying a few knocks and stuff so yeah good to give him a rest 
Yeah, because he, he played almost every game last season as well, so he's definitely been one of the ones that's sort of been the Iron Man of the team these last two years. So, yeah, don't begrudge him taking a rest. And actually, you know, he was making a couple of errors in these last few games. Maybe a little little break will do him a world of good, um, and he probably would have wanted it earlier. But, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully see him back soon. I'm sure we will anyway. Oh, great run here, Ollie. Oh, better. Surely. Oh, he's missed. Town have just missed a cracking chance, oh, Ollie. Cracking chance. Yeah. Oh, better again. That just, was good. Just destroyed his man down the left-hand side. Teed it up perfectly to Wally, and we're just looking at the replay now. He's put it back onto Wally. That's an easy but chance. It's block, though. You reckon it's blocked? It's a, oh. Yeah, it was blocked. So it gave it as a corner. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, that was unlucky, actually, to be fair. I think Wally probably was scoring. Just great from better again. Yeah, it was really good. And that's the advantage, isn't it, of having better in that position because he does get the licence to get forward and obviously he's a good wing-back as well. So, yeah, encouraging start from Shrewsbury a lot, lot better than Northampton. Bobby Madley is not that was having, a terrible dive <laughs> not having any Wally. of Sean Wally's diving, is he? <laughs> and Vela knocks a man over. Oh, dear. Good, though. Get them rattled. We've had an early chance. They know they've got let off there. Put a couple of tackles in, you know, unsettle them. I'm all for that, Ollie. That's... Bit of the dark arts, that's fine. Um, that was a terrible dive by Wally, though. But yeah, it's not it was the a first. classic Wally dive. <laughs> oh, what a chance town there! I don't think it was. It was. A, it was the free kick we were just talking about, Ollie. It got whipped yeah. in there, but I think it was turned on to their his own goal by the the Plymouth player. I think it's Okpo, um, and the keeper sprawls across, makes a really good save at the post. I thought it might have been going towards the post. Yeah, he's completely shinned it, hasn't he? Great save, keeper. That should Ooh, have been one 0 actually. Um, great save. Yeah, so oh, it's another another chance for Town. You know, it's two now. Uh, it's not. Is that not a pass back? For well, you? <laughs> well, I think <laughs> the the free kick was quite wicked, wasn't it? That forced the error. Um, yeah. Give give him credit on it was that. A good good free kick from Goss. Yeah. And Goss has taken another set piece. Yep, he's gone for a corner since that. So, oh, it's the same player who just did it towards his own goal, headed it out for a corner. Another really decent set piece by Goss, really sort of lofted yeah. in there to the back post. Um, yeah, it's good. Pressure. Is it windy in Shrewsbury? Uh, it's a tad windy, yes. I think that's why the, the wind chill factor's up quite a lot today. But um, I'll be honest, we haven't left the house today, Ollie, so I couldn't tell. <laughs> I'll open the window if you want. I can see the Hold leaves on. blowing near me. Yeah, it sounds quite windy. <laughs> Yeah, front post, first man heads it away, <laughs> standard. Oh, that's what I said. Oh, better. Oh, it's oh, recycled. Oh, it's almost in again from town. Oh, yeah. Norber nearly scored. It's about time. He hasn't scored for a while, has he, Norber? No. So they recycled the, the, the corner. Oh, he looks gutted on the on the replay there. Recycled the corner. Came he knows out, how close it was. Yeah, came out to Norber and he fired it back across. It looked like Wally could have got a toe end on it as well, maybe, and steered it in, but um wasn't to be. Yeah, town doing well. In how many after. goals? How many goals is a question for you? How I, many goals do you think Ollie Norber has scored for us this year in the league? Two. I don't Three. Know. Three. Not I'm going to say, on that chance, Odo should be doing better there. You know, a natural finisher probably gets onto that. He sort of throws himself to the floor and doesn't even get a foot on it. It's pretty close to him. Um, if you watch that back on replay, I'm sure he will after the game. But uh, I don't know. I, he just hasn't quite got it, has he, when, he, when a chance presents itself. But yeah, Town doing pretty well here. There's some good pressure from the set pieces. It's sort of um, one another corner there. Just another little burst from Wally. We're definitely on top here. 20 minutes on Ollie. This is, this is decent stuff for this now. Oh, ropey moment there, Ollie. Um, they they broke. I think Auburn went to try and win it in midfield, missed the ball, and then they had a little extra man over. Um, Love kind of got caught running backwards, and they had a bit of space, um, but it got cleared away in the box. But um, yeah, first little bit of something from Plymouth here. I'm starting to see. Um, they have really struggled to get at us, but they will have chances, won't they? This is not very not very good for Musclin. We just noticed 22 minutes in that Williams is playing where he wasn't in the starting lineup. Pierre was. What? Oh so yeah. There's a change there. <laughs> It just shows you how much ball, how much possession Shrewsbury's had in the opposition half. 
that I'd just seen Williams a few times and then I was just twigged going like, he ain't playing. He wasn't supposed to be starting. So I wonder if there was a, an injury uh, in, in maybe, the warm-up or something. Maybe Pierre's or, or maybe a mistake in the start in, in the in the team sheet. Well, I'll cut all that nonsense out at the start, Ollie. Or should we leave it in? Because we're just total idiots. But we were looking at the Shrewsbury Town team sheet. So um, to be fair, that's one of the things. I haven't been looking at Twitter because we're trying to record this live. So uh, we would have picked up on that earlier. But yeah, interesting. There we go. Talking about him getting a rest and he, hasn't, he isn't going to have a rest today. So oh, it'd be great if Pierre wasn't out injured for a while again. That would be not ideal, would it? But um, especially he's only just come back. Um, but yeah, oh, interesting. OK, well, there you go. Doesn't get a break. Whilst this game's developing, uh, say we're 23 in now, um, Player of the season. I was just talking to you in a bit that we didn't put out on the podcast, but you know, I don't know. To me, at the moment, it feels like if you were picking your, your you know your player of the season over the course of the whole season, Vela's probably just shading it at the moment from maybe Ebanks for me. I don't know what you, your current feelings on that are. Yeah, I'd say probably first half of the season was probably Pierre. Um, second half of the season, I'd say Vela. Um, but overall, yeah, I think I'd have to have to say Vela. I think he's he's been the most consistent. Obviously, it's a bit harsh on Pierre. He'd been out for two months. But yeah, I'd, I'd go for Vela. I think at the moment it'd be interesting to see if that's how it works out in our um, and our stats and our and our um, top threes. Yeah, I think they're both up there on our salad cast player of the season at the moment. But yeah, I, I just you know others others that people will think about. But I can't see Wally or Chapman getting it. They've Wally's been good in this latter half of the season, um, but wasn't great at the start and was also obviously injured. Chapman's only been here since January. Og better, you know, he's probably got a good shout, but he's only been here since January as well. I don't really think there's too many other outstanding candidates really is there in terms of having played a lot of games and been reasonably good in most of them you can't I wouldn't throw Norburn into that mix no he's been he had that really good spell didn't he when the manager took over yes um, but then yeah he's obviously had a bit of injuries but yeah he's had I think he also does suffer from having high expectations set upon him mm. but um, yeah he has been quite inconsistent and I'd imagine he'd probably say that himself as well so one thing that the fans um, we often ask for questions on the pod and one thing that we've been asked about a lot and we've been kind of putting it off um, and now it's a good opportunity. Um, so players to keep next season, Glenn. There's a number of players that are under contract next season. We won't list them all, but players like um, we've got Pierre, we've got Norburn, we've got Vela. Um, so we've talked about it before, and we've got a really good core with the team next year as a kind of a starting place. But there's a lot of players, isn't there, Glenn, that have contracts that are expiring. Now, we don't know about, there might be some automatic triggers, which we could pull triggers that we can then play. Um, but there's a lot of players, so let's go. Let's go through by through the, the kind of the units. So the defenders, you've got Sears, Williams, Goldburn, Love, and which of those players, Glim, would you want to kind of re-sign, or any of them at all? If we could get him to sign a contract, I'd keep Williams, and that's it. Um, but I don't think he'll sign a contract. I think he's probably got enough experience at League One level to. Unless we trigger one, yeah. Oh, unless, unless he's, he's got that triggering. Yeah, I, it, when I when I did the list together for this, I looked at people who've got year extensions, and I don't think he's got one. Burgoyne's got an. There's probably some, maybe some secret ones yes, as well. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, and, unless that's the case, I can't see him signing. So I could see all of them going, Ollie, and I'd, I'd be upset to see Williams go. He's been a decent servant to the club, but if we lost Sears, Goldborn, Love, and Pennington um, on loan, um, although Pennington's probably one I think we might sign. Um, yeah, if they all went, I wouldn't be too fast, to be honest. Well, Pennington would have to have take a huge wage reduction. Yep, you um, might. Yep. But I guess he must know that that's the kind of options that he's going to have. It's going to be a League One club potentially that he's going to have to go to. Um, I can't imagine a Championship club signing him. No, not from what we've seen. He's decent at this level, though, isn't he? So, yeah, he'd be a decent signing. Yeah. Oh, sorry, there's a ball in the box then. Um, yeah, so, you know, I don't know. what Other than Williams, are you bothered about any of them? No, I'd like to see maybe us, uh, us in terms of like thinking about the budget and, and maybe see us maybe be a cheaper contract to kind of keep. 
but we haven't really seen enough of him for me to kind of warrant that contract. Like that's one you're going to have to obviously trust in the staff to make that decision, seeing him in training and stuff and see whether he's going to fit, whether he could play right of that back three. I think that might be a decent position for him. But if, 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 if we let, let all those go, um, I, wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't lose any sleep. No, see as his injury record is a concern as well, isn't it? So um, that always plays into yeah. the negotiations. So there you go. Uh, you know, We're only looking at really one we desperately want to keep there. Um what would you do with Burgoyne, uh, by the way? Obviously, he's uh, he's got the extra year option. Do you think it'll get triggered? Or by him or us? I'm not too um, sure. I, who think he, I think he'd be a decent backup goalkeeper to keep. Quite happy to keep him as a backup goalkeeper. Um, I'm quite like us getting like a lone championship goal. Obviously, if we can get our own championship standard goalkeeper, then yeah, clearly that that's preferential. But if we mm. can get like, you know, Dean Henderson and Sarsic on loan again, and that route's done well for us the last three years or so. Yeah, and midfield, Ollie, just to quickly run through that. And so Wally's out of contract. Um, so it's Barnett, Ryan Barnett, Dave Edwards, Brad Walker, James Rowland, the mystery man who seems to have disappeared off the face of the planet, and Sean Goss. Obviously, Chapman's had his contract renewed by Blackburn, so we'll kind of take him out of the equation because he's gone as far as I'm concerned. Um, I mean, looking at that list for me, I'd quite like to see Goss stay around and I'd quite like to see Wally stay around. Other than that, again, I wouldn't lose any sleep over losing anyone else. Um, I think you might might disagree with me on Brad Walker, but if he goes, I, I really wouldn't be bothered about that at all. So, yeah, Wally and Goss are the only two I'd want to keep out of that lot. Yeah, I think I can't see us keeping Wally, and mm. yeah, I might lose a lot of friends, but I don't, I don't really worry too much if we did lose him. He's he's a decent player, but I think we could maybe get better players than him in, in that striker position. Um, yes, he does offer that option of do play wingers, um, but I don't know. I haven't seen him do too much he's, this season. He's done all right, but I don't think he's done amazing this season. Um, other than that, yeah, Walker often offers that central defender, central midfield kind of option. But if I had to pick one, for me, it definitely would be, be Goss because he does that number 10 sitting back into a normal midfield role really well, doesn't it? It comes really natural to him. Yeah, it does. I haven't seen much of him in this game so far, Ollie. <laughs> Half an hour no. in, but I'm sure we'll start to see that as it goes on. So there we go. And then out of the strikers, um, yeah, they can all go as far as I'm concerned. You've got Ado, yeah. uh, Charlie Caton, Leon Clark and Curtis Main. I mean... What about Caton? He's got... I saw Lewis Cox talking about him in the week saying he's, he's highly regarded by the staff. So it'd be nice yeah. to see a youth player come through, especially yeah. a striker. We haven't had one since, what, Luke Rogers? Luke Rogers, uh, in terms of homegrown strikers, I suppose Andre Gray was through the youth team, wasn't he? But that's he, didn't, he never played for us, did he? He came so. on and played a couple of sub appearances, didn't he? And he didn't look overly fit at the time. Um, I can't think of too many more young lads who've come through. I'm sure there's probably a few that we're forgetting. Um, but yeah, you know, um, Tom Bradshaw, I suppose, was the other one. Ollie, I thought I thought about mentioning. But Caton's um, only 18, yeah. so that's why I probably haven't seen him. Cheap contract. He might be you know getting another deal, but um, again, depends on what they've seen in him. But again, Ado's had his chance. Leon Clark's a busted flush. He's just broken and old, and Kurt. Main's just broken, so um, <laughs> they can all go as far as I'm concerned. It does mean that we need an absolute shit ton of players this summer, doesn't it? That's the answer to the question. Yeah, yeah it does, and it's quite exciting in some ways as well. So, obviously, we can sign loading new players and yeah, get them in for pre season. And some Steve Cottrell, hopefully, can do mm. some magic in pre season, get us really well drilled. Because mm. one thing we'll definitely you can know, imagine that pre season um, will be incredibly well and prepared. Yep, I certainly will. And I imagine, you know, Cottrell's going to want to get his players in nice and early, isn't he? So we soon, we might be seeing some action as soon as the, you know, the, the season finishes and, and that window opens back up. I suspect we'll see a few come in straight away because I'm almost certain he's had irons in the fire for a while now. Obviously, he's been unwell and old Bert has to, um, Bert's been having to deal with that, I suppose, at this moment in time. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to see us do some early action and start to build up that kind of excitement because it's going to drive season ticket sales at the end of the day, isn't it? And, and we need to get that excitement level back up, I think. Yeah, so it's 31 minutes in. Um... Plymouth have just had a second corner. Mm. 
they shouldn't have had one. It looked like it came off their man. But um, yeah, not a lot has happened, Glint, in the last kind of 10, 12 minutes. It's all nope. gone kind of on a bit quiet and Plymouth have kind of been on top as well. Yeah, they've come back into it a little bit, I'd say that. They've, they've had a nice little bit, a nice interplay in central midfield. We gave a couple of silly free kicks away. Um, Sarkic just came up and claimed one and then the second corner, he came in and sort of punched it away. Um, reasonably convincing, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it, we are really pushing high. Like Goss is now on the penalty spot chasing down there. Oh! Ado almost nicks it in the box there. That's our, our pressing is going to pay dividends. It seems it's they're not as bad as Milton Keynes. Do you remember when they tried to play out from the back all the time and we caught them and scored a couple of goals? They're better than Milton Keynes clearly, but they're playing a risky game passing it around at the back because we almost nicked it off them twice in the box. Then so yeah, if we can get if we get, a bit I more... think it's a big statement to say that they're better at playing it out than them. I think MK Dons has had a mare against us. <laughs> true, but yeah. True. Obviously, obviously, we we change our tactics depending on the opposition. So I think that's why obviously Northampton don't play the ball out the back. So you're not going to press them. So you're not going to see our players press Northampton because they don't do that. But yeah, it is it is working. Yeah, Doe just got a toe on it. It was close. I mean, maybe could have either created a chance for himself or for Wally or Goss who was who was nearby. Yeah, he was, if he nicks the ball there, he's in and he shoots on goal. He well, should be shooting on goal, but um. Yeah, it'd be nice. It's been about ten minutes since we created a really good chance again, so I'd, I'd like to just get back into this a bit more. But um, yeah, I'll bet I'm still trying. He's just won us a free kick, trying to get forward. So um, our fella's like a perpetual motion engine. He's always all over the shop today. So um, yeah, keep this energy up. I'm sure good things will come. First ten minutes was good. Shrewsbury Town. First ten twenty minutes, I'd say Shrewsbury were quite good. It was quite entertaining. There was lots for us to kind of watch and enjoy. But since then, it's yeah, Plymouth have come into the game and they haven't really done much with the ball. And Shrewsbury have been. Pretty poor again, unfortunately. I'm noticing our front two working a little bit less now. Um, you know, obviously, when you put that much effort in in the first 10, 15 minutes, you start to find your legs getting a bit knackered from just that pure sprinting. But if you look at the closing down now, it definitely has stopped a little bit. Ogbetter and Love are trying to get up and, and do as well as they can. But, if, you know, look at this now. We're watching a little pressure play. Wally's not really getting quite as tight and, uh, as he was before, um, nor is. Nor is uh, a dough. So yeah, I can understand why they put a lot into that opening spell. Um, maybe it's a case now they've had the instruction to just sit in, get to half time, and then have another barrage after half time. Um, maybe that's the tactic now. Um, but yeah, it's definitely definitely slow down a bit. Um, that's a bit unfortunate for for us watching the game because it's it's not not hugely entertaining as it stands. But it'll be classic, wouldn't it, Ollie? If we're going to cover one of these games live that ends up nil nil. Hello, hit it. Big chance, Ollie. Big chance there. Uh, just a long ball, really, and I think it was flicked on by, I think it was flicked on by a doe. Um, Wally's run off the back of him, which is what we we haven't been seeing much of in the last few games. Sits up quite nicely for a volley, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, just uh, hammers it straight over. But that's a good chance, that wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good chance, and yeah, it's kind of one of the reasons why I'm not really too bothered if if we lose him because a decent goal scorer would have taken that opportunity. Well, he's not. A, at the end of the day, you got to give the man credit. He's, he is not a striker. He's doing a job for us today. Like uh, he has done for quite a few games this season, and he is our sadly our top goal scorer on six in the league, which is absolutely diabolical, isn't it? But um, yeah, he's not a striker, is he? You, you put a, a striker in there like a James Collins or you know any any striker we've had that scored a few goals for us with a bit of a finishing knack, and um, yeah, he at least tests the keeper there. Criminal, really. Um, I give a doe credit on that move, though, Ollie. Nice little flick on. Did really well. It was, yeah. There's quite referees getting a lot of grief Still here. Going to get booked here. Yeah. Nasty challenge. Norburn's involved. He's made a couple of sort of not rash challenges, but almost a little bit late and got away with it. So I don't know whether it's look Norburn. how windy it is with Dave. Dave Edwards' hair. It's um, it's very windy there. When Dave That's Edwards has got gloves on, you know it's cold. Do you know what I mean? You don't see <laughs> you don't see Big Dave in gloves very often, do you? So yeah, he's standing there, hands on hips with his gloves on. So yeah, it must be bloody freezing. Um, I'm not going to open the window again, Ollie. It, it was too cold for me when I did that. But um, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're all in gloves on the bench. 
Although someone's got shorts on there. I'm not sure who that mad person is. Yeah, not the most entertaining half. Um, that's why we asked for those questions, Glenn. So we debated the squad. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. A couple. Of, yeah, first 20 minutes was quite good, I thought. A couple of chances Decent. and then that chance there for Worley at the end of the half. Um, Plymouth came into the game and, and were much better in the second half of the first half. Um, but not a lot of game, not a lot of chances there, Glenn. I mean, they've not tested Sarkic, and the only—I think the only time their keepers had to make a, the only time their keepers had to make a save was when uh, they sort of deflected it towards their own goal. I don't think he made any saves from any of our shots. So, yeah, startling lack of quality in the final third from both teams, and uh, yeah, one goal wins this. Hopefully, it's going to be our second half, Ollie. Yeah, well, at the half with no shots on target, they had no shots um, at all. <laughs> apparently, they, they did have one from distance though. The Sarkic did yeah. catch that, but um, yeah, according to Sofa score, they didn't have any. But um, yeah, we had four and, and none on target and a couple of block chances. Um, but yeah, we we kind of it was fifty fifty in terms of possession and yeah, it's no nil at half time. Yeah, we're getting a pattern of these games of very, really uninteresting and nothing really happening in these games at the moment. I think if we could just get safe and throw, just do something to make these games a bit more interesting, it would be helpful because uh, it's going to be a bit of a tough end to the season otherwise. But yeah, half time, Ollie. We shall be back in a moment to uh, to talk about some exciting stuff in the second half, hopefully. Right, Ollie, I'm back. I have a, an Easter Rice Krispie cake my daughter's made. Bit of squash. Uh, yeah, ready to ex- enjoy another exciting half. My, my overall reading of Shrewsbury Town fans' um, <laughs> uh, views of that first half were not great, Ollie, reading Twitter at half-time and a bit of Facebook. Well, this doesn't seem to be anyone on Twitter. No, it it's dead. <laughs> it is, like, absolutely dead. Oh, um, No one seems to be watching oh, Ollie, or we've, chatting. Or... We've almost conceded right at the start of the half. Just then, Sarkic yeah, has just made an absolutely save. brilliant save. A shot inside the box. And a really, really good save from Sarsic there. Um, yeah, man in the box near the six-yard box. He should have scored, really, yeah, shouldn't he? Yeah, should have done, yeah. He's a nice little ball. I think it's their number 10. Plays a nice little reverse pass. I think Z-Banks is a bit slow to get to him. And, yeah, he hits it hard and low. Um, and, to be fair, Sarkic makes a fantastic save there. Maybe just a bit sleepy at the start of the half, which is not great. Um, the, the play broke down after that with a handball from Plymouth. But, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your discussions about how quiet Twitter was. But it is Easter, uh, Easter, Easter Monday, isn't it? I guess that people are actually allowed to go and see their family and it's sunny at the moment. So, you know, why would you watch one of these huge return streams at the moment based on the, the evidence of the last few weeks? So, um, can't really blame everyone for not looking at it, I suppose. Plymouth has started much better than Shrewsbury. They've not managed to get the ball into our six-yard box twice, um, which is not good from a Shrewsbury perspective. No, and considering they didn't test any, our keeper at all in the first half, to have done it in the first few minutes is a bit of a worry. We need to just settle down a bit here, but um, I've no doubt yeah. they know they've not played well in that first half and, and want to step their game up, but uh, it's a case of us matching them now, isn't it, if they start to get to get better in the game. Um, we're still trying to get on the ball and pass it around, so... Um, yeah, I don't think we're playing any different at the moment. It doesn't look like there's been any tactical changes to my eye. Um, but oh, now yeah. Vela's just had a shot that's sort of drifted wide. Um, but yeah, it was love. Love, sorry, love. Yeah, yeah, they, they look quite similar actually. Um, yeah, so love, just a not a great shot, sort of wide of the left hand post, wasn't it? I thought Ido might have tried to get a little heel or a toe on that and try and steer it somewhere else, but no, another shot from town, but not really threatening. So yeah, we need to just uh, settle back into this one now and, and you know, deal with that early chance. And uh, yeah, not great. Oh, fucking Alado. Honestly, Ollie, he's got to be better in those situations. He, the ball's just rolled into him at a, a really slow pace and he just falls over. Like, you know, maybe the defender did him something in the back, but even if he did, he's got to be stronger than that, you know. It's really weak. Pathetic, really. The referee was quite close yeah. as well and he's been he's been quite firm. And obviously, you'd expect ex-Premier League referees. He has been pretty good. I haven't really disagreed of anything, apart from maybe the odd corner decision mm. that one that Plymouth had. But... That's very, very picky. But yeah, I think he's been a good ref. And 
if that was a foul, you think he would have given it? So it wasn't a foul. I have to assume that it wasn't a foul, and Nadeau's not being weak, weak again, and didn't hold the ball up. Yeah. And that, again, that's the perfect ball. I'll into be a gobsmacked if he's with us. I'll be gobsmacked if he's with us next season. Me too. I'll be staggered. I won't be staggered. I'll be quite annoyed, <laughs> Ollie, if I'm honest with you, if, he, if he's here next season, because it won't be a massive sign of progress. Or maybe he's here as the fourth choice striker. I don't know, but um, yeah, if he is here next year, I, I'd be staggered as well. I can't. See, why would you offer him a new contract? I don't don't really see the point. But um, we'll, we'll have to see what Steve wants to do in the summer, won't we? Another one of Donald loves, loves big long throws straight into the keeper's arms. He did get it all the way into the bin, right into the, the five, six yard box, didn't he? He's got a, a long throw on him. Um, yeah, hasn't really generated too much, has it, in the last few games we've been trying it. But it is a, it is another avenue into into the box, isn't it? I think Donald Love's been quietly all right today. He's definitely not got us forward as much as Ogbetter when you look at the... the, the... So Ado's got in here. Oh, he's done well there. I'll give him some credit. Long ball. He's got it down. Put it back out to Wally. Wally's bursting into the box. Go on, hit it, lad. Oh, he's got it. Oh, it's in! Oh, what a goal! It took a horrible deflection, Ollie, and the keeper is not. That's a horrible deflection. <laughs> it took a horrible deflection, but yeah, give give a dose of credit. Not sure what Plymouth are complaining about. Well, it wasn't offside. That's but, for sure. Yeah. yeah. No. One nil. Yeah. So Boom. what happened? So Wally comes running in. Ado does really well to hold yeah. the ball after we've just been criticising him. Wally oh. runs into the box. He comes onto his left foot. He has a shot. It hits. Hits one player, hits another player, and loops over the goalkeeper. Yeah, one of the Plymouth players. It's not going to be on the the, the reel for goal of the season. That's for sure. It's not going to challenge any of Chapman's long range. Yeah, the, the defender slides in, doesn't he? Try and block it, and he almost kind of clips it up over the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper's already diving really early if you watch it. So, um, yeah, a really good move that actually. It was just one. Oh, I said good move. It was one long ball, but that's what you want your strikers to do. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe Ollie. Who knows? Maybe we're writing him off too early, and the club will see something in him. But you know, we just <laughs> spent the last two minutes saying I'll be staggered if he's still here and. Ido did play a good moment in there, and, and yeah, important goal for Wally because uh, he's in his battle for being top goal scorer, isn't he, this season? So that puts him on to seven in the league, and uh, Chapman back on six now. So, um, oh yeah, good. That's that's woken us up a little bit, really, because they were starting to come into the game a hell of a lot more there, Plymouth. So it was probably a good time to, to get back, a, a, get a goal, and maybe stop that, stop that that they were growing into the game. I think good time to score, Ollie. And again, oh, we're in again here. Ado, oh, I should have. Really good move down the left-hand side there, Ollie. We've we, definitely gone a little step oh, up with the goal. Love was free Yeah, there. Love was free. If they passed to Love. That's what I was shouting. Go so on. what happened then, Glenn? That's yeah, nice little happened. bit of move down the side. And I think it's better plays a lovely ball into Wally. And he lays it off to a doze on, on sort of the edge of the area. But if he actually turns it on again, you know, out to the other, you know, a bit further on to the to the back post, you know, Love's there on the replay, holding his hands up saying, why didn't you pass it to me? I just don't think he saw him. He, he should turned, have passed to Love. He turned too quickly and obviously yeah. turned his back on him. Um, but Love was there for a tap-in otherwise. But yeah, another good move. Ogbetter did really well there. Really good pick. His, his crossing is getting better week on week. We've said this last week, didn't we? But he knows how to pick someone out now on that sort of, you know, he's, he's stretching for a ball, but he st- seems to be able to steer it towards a town player, which is something we haven't had from a lot of our wide players for a while. So yeah, that was class. Oh, corner in. A doze headed off the line, I think. that was that a doze? I think it might have been, but uh, a bit unlucky. I think it was the keeper. Was it? He got a hand on it, did he? There you go. Yeah. Pennington and Ebanks are scrapping for it by the penalty, by the corner flag. But yeah, they just hoof it out. So there we go. I'd like to. I'd like that goal to give us some momentum. Let's go on and get another and, and actually win a game by a couple of goals for the first time in a while. And well, not we've done it recently, I suppose, but we don't do it very often, do we? And that'd be something to be a bit of a. No, we we're, we're, I think it's fair. Glenn. The last few games, you have been in a bit of a poor run. Um, that's fair to say. Hit it. Oh, 
Oh, Ogbetter then. Oh, he's so good, Ogbetter. Oh, he's offside then, Wally. But yeah, another chance there. Ogbetter just steps up, takes a couple of passes and uh, sort of takes a couple of uh, touches as he's running forward and then tries to unleash a shot from the edge of the area, but it's blocked. And then Wally tried to get on it, but it, it span away um, and he think he was offside. Yeah, he was offside there. But, oh, that was a good block, that. He absolutely walloped that, Ogbetter. Uh, uh, so... It's been good. Been much more exciting second half in terms of us creating chances. Obviously, a goal always picks your spirits up, doesn't it? But yeah, we're only thirty minutes into this half, Ollie. Um, so yeah, it's been been a good well, start. Well, I guess we started well in the first half. Just didn't didn't get that goal, and yeah, obviously goals changed the narrative of the game. But yeah, that was that was that was good. Obviously, a bit of we were lucky in some ways to get the goal, but it was a nice bit of play. What minute do you think, Glenn? Do you think we'll make the first sub? Do you think you'll? Obviously, last time we did we did do one around sixty minutes. Then we took ages to do this the next load. What do you think might be the first sub in this game? Unlike Northampton, I don't really think you've got a pure reason to change it too much in this game. Um, particularly now we've, we've got a goal and the front players have been involved in it, so I don't think you rush a sub in this situation. You know, it's a fairly competitive game. When we're not, we're not. You know, there's no real reason to make it at this moment in time. So I suspect it will come unless Plymouth go on and get a goal here and we want to mix it up a bit. But you know, I think it's, it's dependent on that. But I, I can see it's not making subs until the last ten minutes now because you know Vela, Norburn, and Goss have all looked solid enough, haven't they? They're all still running around a lot. Ado and Wally come out. Look, they've come out and looked refreshed this half. I thought they were leggy and and sort of lacking a little bit in that last ten minutes of the first half. So I, you know, maybe they'll get leggy again as this half goes on. But um, no, I'd leave it as it is for now, Wally. That was a long-winded way of saying just leave it for now. Don't don't make changes when you're doing well. <laughs> so as we said, Glenn, we asked some questions. Um, so we've got a question from Chris from Chris Lowe. Um, and he says, you know, which player, which player or players would you like to see a sign? Um, and obviously, they need to be realistic signings. Um, Glenn, you can't, you can't look at FIFA and say you want to sign Ronaldo. So yeah, which which kind of realistic signings would you like us to to maybe make? Um, yeah, so I think we've kind of briefly talked about players we would want to keep and stuff over the last few years. So I thought I thought about players we could realistically target, I guess, i.e. That might not be the most expensive, and I suspect this first player I picked, which is Conor McElhaney, who we obviously had on loan at the end of last season and was good, and I wanted to keep him. You know, a genuine number ten. He's actually he actually went to Oldham at the start of the season, and he's had a really good season. He's up there in the top goal scoring charts in League Two, um, doing really well at Oldham. They're not having a brilliant season, but they're not having a crap one either. Um, you know, suspect that if he if it was available, I, I don't know about his contract situation. I should have checked that really, but you know, sort of player that if we put a bid in for, you think Oldham are not going to be full of cash at the moment that we might be able to to negotiate. So. Yeah, he'd be my first one. And then, obviously, I'm banging on about strikers all the time. I, I still think we need like a Faye-type striker, quick players, you know, someone who's got a goal-scoring record. But I, I always think a club needs your target man. Um, and it is a really hard position, hard position to get sorted. So I went for Joe Piggott for the second one, who's, who plays for um, uh, Wimbledon, Ollie. And he's, again, up in the goal-scoring charts in our division. And he's a big man, target man, but also quite a talented player and someone who actually gets goals at this level, which is something that I want us to do when we sign a striker. So, yeah, when I was thinking about it, those are my two, mate. Yeah, I went for Shrek as well, actually. Okay. Um, so I went for um, for Piggott as well. Ah, he, I was, that's who I was thinking as well. Um, yeah, I was thinking, well, Wimbledon might, you know, um, are likely to get relegated. Yeah, true. Um, his contract, um, according to according to the internet, expires this summer. Um, so that gives it another element. Obviously, imagine there'd be a bit of interest in him. But yeah, that would be, for me, a good signing. And then a, a bit of an easy one in some way as well. I don't know if you noticed, but um, yeah, Paul, Paul Mullen has scored 27 goals for Cambridge this year. Brilliant. Um, and obviously Keith Burt will know him well from his time at Cambridge. Um, so yeah, I thought he'd be a, a, maybe a decent a decent signing. You don't think we're going for Will Grigg again, Ollie? 
<laughs> no thanks. What about Ryan Bowman? He was someone that was heavily linked with us as well at one point. But yeah, he's, he's not the youngest either. But it depends whether X to go up or not, I suppose, as well, because he might be in this division either. But there was another name I thought about, but I don't. I didn't think we'd probably be able to get him. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see who we do go for. Clearly, striker. An exciting name, someone just someone with any kind of track record scoring goals at League One level. That's that's all I ask for, Ollie. It's not a big ask, is it really? No, not that we've mentioned it quite a few times. That other teams have it. Even Burton have one. You know, lots of teams do have one. So, yeah, fingers crossed we can sign one. And we obviously we've got we've been obviously had our appetite whetted with um, Alberta and Chapman. Um, so, be interested to see what they can do in the summer. Yep. Just say, Ollie, whilst we're, we're talking here, we're what, 62 minutes in it now. Apparently, the BBC are giving that goal as an own goal. So, I have to check the highlights of it, whether Wally's shot was on target. It was I mean, two deflections. Yeah. It was two deflections. Yeah. So, maybe they'll take yeah, it off. So it would be harsh, obviously, because that would have taken Wally up to seven goals. Um, but it did take two deflections, so I can see why that, that's <laughs> it's gone that way. He'll be gutted. He'll be gutted. I still don't know what that. I was thinking more about it. Just yeah, it's gone it. down as an own goal. Um, by I guess it's the press association that do that as well because on um, on sofa score as well um, they've got it down as an own goal. How many of our goals have been own goals this season? I, I I'm starting to think own goal must be on like three or four or five at least. It might be nearly <laughs> our top goal scorer this season. Decent striker. <laughs> Sign him up, mate. That'd be embarrassing if own goal was our top goal scorer for the year, wouldn't it? Jesus. <laughs> oh, tackle Ebanks. That was class. Really good oh, diving was, tackle. Wow. Oh, that was! Oh, I love it when a when a defender or midfielder does that. Yeah. Hook tackle and stands up with the ball. Looks looks very pro. Oh, he's been good on E Banks. He's been. I know good, he's yeah. the kind of defender that um, a lot of opposition play, fans will joke about and stuff. And you know he has been a bit inconsistent when he was at Rochdale NK Dons. You know we heard that when we signed him. But he's been really good for us, hasn't he? He's been very very consistent this season. Obviously everyone suffered at the end of the the, the, the Ricketts era, but he's been good for us. Yeah, to me, you know, if you look at the four centre backs we've got, Ollie, I think in terms of pure experience, um, you know, it's Ebanks that's the one that's got the, the experience at the higher level, hasn't he? Having played for Wolves in the Championship, I'm not sure whether he played in the Premiership, but certainly played a lot more Championship football than, than Williams ever has done. Obviously, he didn't play until he came to us, and Pierre's mostly been down the bottom of bottom leagues, hasn't he, over his career with Northampton and, and various other clubs. I know Pennington played in the Premiership for Everton, but I think that was only a few appearances from, from memory. So it's not a surprise that he's probably one of our most consistent defenders. And, you know, he got made captain the other week, didn't he? Which I think is something made. Maybe if, if 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 Pierre is here or not next year, I don't know. Um, but I can certainly see Ebank stepping up to be the captain next year if he doesn't. So um, obviously Norburn will be here as well. So it's a, a tricky one to to judge. Oh, long ball town, Ollie. While he's in here, he's behind the back line. He's giving it away. That's the end of that. And he's giving a free kick away. <laughs> I won't get too excited about that now. But yeah, I, I think Ebank's been good, which is why I mentioned before um, that he he should be in for a shout of player of the season for sure, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah, so just sixty five minutes in, and uh, Plymouth have brought on their star striker. So it'll be interesting to see how we handle that. But if you talk looking at our style today, Ollie, you, you'd say that we tried to play football here, wouldn't you? You know, we've not really mm-hmm. sold it to long balls all that much, have we? Um, as much as we said first half, it was a useful avenue <laughs> as Ebanks and, plays yeah, a long ball, straight out of play. But you know, <laughs> I, I'll admit, we, you know, we've tried to play something approaching a, a style of yeah. football here, today, haven't we? So um, we don't play at the back. No. That's something I think Cottrell learned very early on. But we do try to play football from yeah when we get that ball, play along the back line. And yeah, it's a nice bit of interplay there with Goss, wasn't it? And Vela and Ogbeto. Oh, Wally's, <laughs> Wally's closed down their centre-back in the box and just ran straight into him. And I think he's taken an elbow to the face. It was, I think it was purely accidental. But um, he went down like he'd been shot then, Ollie. He's not happy. Still down holding his face. Actually, there's nothing wrong with him. It's zoomed in him. He might have a nosebleed. 
And he's alright, there's nothing wrong with him. But yeah, I thought there would have been a random penalty then for that. It would have been really harsh, but yeah, nothing in it really was there. I like I like how the referee did that. He didn't take any shit from him, did he? The referee there, he where he was just himself and the mannerisms, he was talking to Love, but he wasn't taking any shit. And Love took Love Love accepted it in the end. He's probably saying something like, Look, mate, I've had to deal with Suarez on the pitch, refereeing him at some point. I'm not gonna get not gonna get jipped off by by Donald Love or something like that, so yeah, he's been good, Madeline. I can't say that anything other than that. He's been a solid ref. He's considering there's been two games in the last four where we've had like over 32 free kicks in the game. There's not been a huge amount in this game, has there? To be fair, the game has fairly flowed, and he's let a lot of challenges go. That referee the other week would have given free kicks for every challenge in this game, wouldn't he? So, well, I don't think there's been that many fouls. I no, think no. to be fair to the referees, there has been a lot. There hasn't been as many fouls. There's been like I don't know, that's there's been less than 20 fouls so far. But yeah, he's he's tried to let the game go where he can. I have to say, Glenn, some of the colder months, I haven't minded watching the game on iFollow so much. <laughs> cup of tea and a bit of cake or something. But seeing the sun now and the, the meadow just really wants me to make me want me really be there. So, again, every time you... I, agree, I totally oh. agree with you. Oh, better. Again, he's just waltzed into the box, gone past about two players and tried an audacious outside the foot curler into the back post. And it's only just gone wide. He picks this up like miles outside the box. Beats one. Yeah, it's a good dribble. Beats, Beats two. Beats one man. Oh, that, oh, he's actually quite wide at the end of it, but great effort, to be fair, getting in he there. He should have crossed it. Yeah. I thought it was actually quite poor in the end. Yeah, the shot was Vela, uh, Sorry, Vela. Odo and Love were both there yeah. um, waiting for something. So while I... Yeah, it's the kind of thing that the fans would love to see, and it's a shame that he's not experiencing the fans. Yes. But, um, yeah, it's fair to say um, he should have done better with that. Yeah, good to the finish, though. Really, really talented again. But um, it's, it's all us now. Plymouth are really, really struggling. Like, we're really getting at them. The game is to completely change since the goal. It's, just, it's definitely just They're getting very angry with each other as well. Yeah. It's always a good sign. The big centre hat back is shaking his head every time we come forward. He's clearly not very happy about something. He's got his hands on his knees now. Looks knackered. <laughs> we're giving him a run around. That's good to see. Go on, get another goal. It, this would be a cracking result. This so what we, want, we want a bit of entertainment, don't you? Yeah. We want a bit of fun. The second half's been good to watch. You know, we talk, we'll, you know, I'll, cut, I'll edit down the first half into something not very much, I'd imagine, other than our generic chat. But there's been lots of, lots of stuff happening in this half. Love with a throw. Goss. Oh, just over the bar. Good effort again, though. Nice little move. We were quicker than them. They weren't closing Goss down. He gets away. Yeah, they've, they've gone out of this now. We need to put them to bed. This is the key now. Next 10 minutes. Well, for Plymouth, it's um, it's that classic. They're on 52 points. Six games to go for them after this. And they're very much, I think, in almost holiday mood. Yeah, definitely. Mind you, it worries me that once we get to 50 points, are we going to put the slippers on Ollie? And <laughs> yeah, and that's when you want the kids to start playing, don't you? And you want to yeah. see the experimenting and stuff like that. So mass change for um, Plymouth for 74 minutes. And yeah, and the manager's seen enough now. He's, he's making his second, third and fourth substitution. Yeah, well, they've got to change it up, haven't they, to be fair? This is what we would have done in the opposite situation. You know, you were talking about when we would make our first sub. If we were losing, I imagine we'd have been making our raft of subs now, or maybe on 88 minutes like last week. But um... Well, we didn't do it on Friday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, exactly. You mean. but you'd imagine we should have done. Um, but yeah, so... And that's why it's missing, isn't it? We, we, we've spoken about it once before, where not having the manager there talking, it, it does change things a little bit, and... Yeah, I really can't wait for Cottrell to be back because I really found his post and pre-match really interesting as well. He, he wasn't afraid to share a bit of information, was he? 
Yeah, we've missed that, haven't we? I mean, as much as Wilhelm and and, Co- and uh, Longwell have tried to do their, their sort of post-match stuff, I'll be honest, I haven't really been listening to them as much as I was under Cottrell because it's all just a bit of the same at the moment, isn't it? And you know that the man really pulling the strings that will give you all the real answers is just not there, so it's not their fault. Like, But um, yeah, I, no. I want to get Cottrell back because his, his pre-match and post-matches were much more entertaining and interesting and inso- yeah, insightful. Us, after, oh! Yeah, after Ricketts, where he didn't say anything... Um, it was yeah, it was really good to actually get some info. And again, talking man of the moment, Goss has been brilliant. Great That's shot. Another good effort oh, hello. from Rain. We've got a score. Two 0 Wally. Oh, it's a terrible back pass, Ollie. You're a couple of seconds behind me. That it's, is terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible back pass, and that Wally's is in. Awful. And that is, awful from is, that is not an own goal, Ollie. That is that is Sean no, Wally's seventh, his seventh of the season. Goal of the season. Oh, Ollie Norburn is absolutely buzzing about this goal. They are well happy with this. Yeah, the defender takes a touch, looks back, tries to play it back to his centre back, who is on his heels, and Wally just ghosts in two 0 That is so sloppy. That the manager yep, is going to really. go. Absolutely livid, and when that gets shown back in their next team meeting, that's going to be awkward for that for that player. <laughs> awkward? You're not wrong. Yeah, it's uh, it's shocking that. To be fair, just after they made their triple subs, they they need to make some more subs now. Change it up a bit more. It was coming though. We've been so much better this second half, creating chances. Yeah, we have. Um, Wally and Ado have been much better. You know, Vela's been all over the place. Norburn's probably taken ten yards forward because we've been more on the front foot. Everybody's played really well second half. Ogbetter's been class. Love's been good down the right. It's been been really good, and I think it's yeah. it's certainly a game we deserve to be tuning up. Although we're bringing our yeah, main after now. The first, <laughs> after the first few minutes, I don't think we were were so good, were we? But after that, we really settled into the game, and we've really really improved. Um, yeah, it's been it's been good. We deserved that goal, didn't we? So good pressing, good positional play, good awareness from Wally. And we we earned that. We did, yeah. I think it was it was really good. I mean, if you think about where that goal came from, it came from you know that that good goss shot that you were just talking about, which I interrupted you for the goal for. But that then forced the keeper to throw it out quick, and it it just pressured them. They they lost it then off the off the back of that goal, uh, goalkeeper's throw out, and so yeah, it just shows we were continually putting pressure on them. Shots, crosses, yeah, it's been it's been great to watch. To be fair, um, should just say Odo's gone off goalless again there, Ollie. Main's come on now. I mean. You know, we've we praised him for the way he's played second half, but we've got to consider the whole ninety. Um, anything that's changed your mind there or not? No, bless nah. him. Oh, well, there we go. It's, he he showed it in flashes again, hasn't he? But that that has been his biggest issue. It's always just flashes. So um, it's not enough, is no, it? Not enough. Oh, oh, it's another one. Wow. Oh my God, Ogbetter, you are an outrageous young man. He's just scored a worldie, Ollie. He's got an absolute worldie. And what a flip as well. <laughs> he's done a massive flip. He's unbelievable. Oh my God, we're going to sell him for so much money in the summer. It's not fair. I want to keep him. Yeah, it comes out to him, thinks Wally plays him in, stands his defender up, little Wally overstep, and just curls it right into the right-hand side of the goal. Oh, that is cla- that is a class goal, Ollie. From his right foot again. Yeah. It's ridiculous. What can this what, what can this lad not do? He's He's brilliant. I tell you what, if anyone's worrying about getting a season ticket next year, watch watch this lad over the last few weeks. You'll want to you'll want to be in the stadium and see him play three 0 Ollie. This is one of our more comprehensive victories of the season and of the last few seasons, I suppose. This is this is could be amazing. There's still nine minutes left yet, but yeah, you can't speak highly enough of uh, Ogbetter, can you? Um, he has just been fantastic in these last few weeks. He's Great. absolutely brilliant. He's unreal. Yeah, he's the joy when he scored. The, the, the air he got on the flip. You got to watch it back just for the air on the flip. He goes miles into the air. Shrewsbury Town three, Plymouth nil. Boom. We don't. We just never score goals. This is absolutely brilliant. I'm a little bit scared, Ollie. We've got a positive goal difference in the league this season for the first time all year. We are now on 
plus one goal difference. We have not been on plus. Well, we were worried when we did this, when we said to do this live pod, whether we have enough to talk about. I know. This has been a real, real, this has been very enjoyable. Might be quite a long podcast now, yeah. So, yeah, we've got a positive goal difference. So, we've got the same goal difference as MK Dons now. They've got a positive goal difference of one, but Plymouth are on minus 13. So, yeah, shows we should be aiming to be above Plymouth this season, but... Um, yeah, we're, we're the biggest winner. We're leading by the most. Well, Blackpool are four one up as well today, so um, we're having one of the best results in League One today. But flipping heck, I, I, I didn't see us winning three 0 today. I'll be honest with you. I, I saw us doing well, but no, um, no, to never. Follow, follow this up never, from that poor, No, after Northampton, you wouldn't have seen us scoring three goals. I mean, God, I'm gonna, I might start checking chat stats. When was the last time we scored three goals in the league? Yeah, we're on course for our biggest win of the season here, Ollie, by three clear goals. We've not done that all year, so. Um, that would be a nice, uh, nice thing to start to get towards the end of the season to put write some of those wrong. Yeah, especially after after because I thought the Burton game we didn't perform very well, the Pompey game we didn't perform very well, Northampton we performed very well, and obviously in the first half of this podcast we talked about Ollie Norburn wasn't happy with his performance and the players are very disappointed. And um, yeah, there is obviously going to be quite a bit of change in the summer. There's also quite a lot of players. The core of the team will be here next year, so Vela, Norburn, Pierre, Ebanks, hopefully Ogbetter as well. You know, that, that that shows you that this squad has got a bit of character. It certainly does. Yeah, I mean, character. We've shown that second half today. You know, after not doing great, we've we've obviously had the... He's got the Bluetooth speaker on. Oh, Cottrell's had a chat second half. And we've definitely we definitely came out and tried to impose ourselves a bit more, you know. But we just carried on. I don't think the tactics changed, did they? No, no. We just carried on playing the same way. And a question from, from on Twitter, Glenn, um, from Kevin Pugh. And you've kind of touched on it already. But um, do you think we'll end the season with a positive goal difference? Yeah, I just mentioned it, didn't I? Yeah, first time we've been in positive territory all season. I think, you know, it's still hard. It's pretty marginal. We're only one and they could easily lose a couple of games. I'd like to think that would be a target this season. We, we very rarely had positive goal differences in League One. I think the only time we've ever had it was when we um, was when we had the her season. I think every other season we've had a negative yeah. goal difference. So, um, yeah, that would be a nice little target. It's obviously not come from a huge amount of goals being scored. But it's come no, from... but that's what we said all season. Our defence is good. Yeah. Um, so, and then yeah, look at our fixtures, Glenn. We've got um, we've got Gillingham, Oxford, Doncaster Rovers, Wigan, Blackpool, and Lincoln. So we've got some tough games. We've got some games there against sides that um, well might not have anything to play for by the end of the season. So uh, yeah, we've opportunities there. Yeah, the the two playing Oxford twice. Um, it's going to be interesting playing them. You know, at the end of the season, twice is is a bit odd. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Because of how it's fallen. But yeah, some games there, I think we should be winning as well, Ollie. So um, I'm not too worried about that. Just to say, you know, we scored three goals here, and we're three 0 up. This is only the third time this season we've scored three goals in a game. Obviously, scored three against Swindon. Um, if you remember that home game that we drew three three. And obviously we scored four against MK Dons. That was four two, wasn't it? So you know, in both those games we conceded a load as well. So if we can, if we keep this to three nil, I'd say that's the that's why it would Clean be our sheet as well. that's why it'd be our most comprehensive victory of the season. Because um, yeah, the other two we, we let goals in, but you know, so last season we only did it three times as well, Ollie. And obviously the game finished on game thirty four. So we're following a similar pattern. We don't we rarely score three goals in a league game in, in the last two seasons. It's only happened six times in total. So yeah, there we go. Just looking ahead to next season, Glenn, looking at the championship table. So I think it's fair to say Wickham will be coming down. Mm-hmm. Um, but interesting one, Sheffield Wednesday got 32 points, so they could be coming down. And then you've got a couple of teams, so Rotherham on 35, then you've got Coventry 39 and Birmingham 41. So obviously Birmingham coming down would be quite fun for yeah. an away trip. Um, but yeah, Sheffield Wednesday would be an interesting one as well. I've, obviously, I've never seen Shrewsbury play at Hillsborough, so that would be a good away trip. Uh, no, I don't think I've been to Hillsborough. Uh, I went to Sheffield United, that cup game we had, um, yeah. and in the league as well. So and in the league as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's fine. So, yeah, it'd be nice to see some of those teams coming down. Um, Lake Corner, Town, back post, Maine. Oh, it's cleared off the line. 
that's actually a decent header, that. He got a lot of power on it, but yeah, headed it off the line. Could easily have been 4 0 there, Ollie. Um, yeah, and yeah, Pennington close again. Pennington was close, yeah. And, and Edwards is just, we just made two subs. Edwards has come on, so did Davis. Um, so yeah, we're just trying to freshen up a little bit in these last few minutes, make sure no one gets any late niggles. But yeah, I think it was a, it was a flick on front post by Pennington, and then, oh, he, yeah, scooped it off the line. I was unlucky by my main, that. He, he did about as much as he could there, to be fair. So how many could it be a long list, Glenn, if we find who's played for us at right back or right wing back? So we've obviously had Luff. We've had Love, Miller, Fossey, Daniels, um Vella's played there, we've had Davis there as well. Yeah. Um Roshan Williams has played there, and Pennington has played there. That's eight, I've Sears. got to. Sears has played there as well, so that's <laughs> nine. Um I'm not too sure. I should imagine we played one of the other centre backs there at one point. Pennington nine. Pennington played there? Yeah, I've got Pennington already. It's nine players we've had play right back. And here's some pikes coming on with, um, yeah, potentially three minutes to to impress. Madness. I feel sorry for him, to be fair. He's not going to do anything coming on after 89 minutes, (laughs) is he? There's a reason why he only comes on after 89 minutes, I think you do realise that. But, um, yeah, (laughs) this could be the last few minutes of his uh, his huge Town career at this moment in time. He doesn't play a lot, does he? But who knows? I doubt he's going to even get much of a touch of the ball here, but... Yeah, I'm just wasting time really that substitution, Ollie. I don't think that's to get Pike on. That's just to take 30 seconds out of the game. Oh, they're doing it again. They keep trying to play out from back. And that time, the, the big centre-back stroll forward, tried to clear it and just got closed down. And they're lucky it didn't just roll into Main's path. He, he's That centre-back knows he's had a terrible game. He's limping like he's got cramp as well, their centre-back. So he's been pretty poor. Oh, well, I was about to say, Ollie, uh, you could hear from my ex- very expletives then that we'd lost our clean sheet because they've just swung a corner in, free post back header, Sarkic has sailed under it, and the guy's headed it wide. Full time. There we go. We that get our clean sheet. That was a terrible miss. <laughs> it was a terrible miss. There we go. Clean sheet, three goals, positive goal difference. Uh, we're on our way out of 17th, Ollie. Just you watch. Um, yeah, that was a really enjoyable watch second half. A very, very, very boring first half after the first 10 minutes. And then, yeah, we went on and on and did really well. So. I've just noticed Ryan Lowe was, uh, I think he was trying to tap up Sean Wally at the end of the game there, Ollie, so we want to watch out for that. But um, yeah, um, yeah, good. Can't really argue with that. It was a good, comprehensive win. Best win of the season at home, I think. Yeah, really good win. Much better through performance, second half. Plymouth didn't help themselves and definitely contributed to us um, getting those getting those chances. Um, but yeah, a really, really good performance. And yeah, one man stood out again. Um, it was yeah, class finish from better. Um, and the clean sheet's good for the defender as well. I, th- I thought they worked really hard as some good blocks and tackles um, to kind of earn that um, earn that, and then three points in the clean sheet. Yeah, the, the camera's focused on Ogbetter all the way off the pitch, like he's down yeah. an absolute casco. Ryan Lowe catching up with his old mate Dave Edwards. They obviously played together, didn't they? So, um, yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it, that Dave's still playing and <laughs> Ryan Lowe's the manager of Plymouth. Yeah. There's a lot he of, comes uh, on, doesn't he, and just does, does a bit of running around at the end <laughs> of the game. He's having his... Uh, what's it? I've told you, it's, it's the... Um, yeah, you know the, the 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 last tour that a band does before they break up. I think he's he's getting those last gigs in, isn't he? Before he finally hangs his boots up. But there we go, cracking. I'm turned on follow off, Ollie. Um, top three, mate. Who who's in your top three? So yeah, so I'm going for a better first, then yep. Ebanks, and then Vela. Wow, well that's really boring because that's exactly what I just wrote down on a piece of paper here, Ollie. I would totally agree with that. Really? It's exactly, <laughs> it's exactly. I'll send you a picture. That's right there, funny. But yeah, uh, Old Ebanks, Fella. I think they were all class. I think it's the three. Yeah. You know, Old Better probably the third of those, but those are the I say weirdly the three that we talked the most about being involved in Prayer of the Season. And um, Old Better was class. His goal was brilliant. He was just fantastic the whole game in terms of his running forward and creating chances and almost taking you know shooting and stuff as well. Um, Ebanks was great the whole game, wasn't he? he definitely was the centerpiece of the of the defensive performance. Headed everything 
anything away. Made that amazing tackle first half um, that we, we liked. Oh, sorry, second half, wasn't it? And then, yeah, Vela, just class. Didn't stop running the whole game. His, his work rate and his closing down was, was probably the best I've seen for quite a while. So, yeah, those three were all fantastic today. Um, even though I better got the goal, I thought that there wasn't much between all three of them. I would give them all a good 8 out of 10, to be honest with you. Yeah, and you'd say um, Norburn had a better performance. Goss yep. played well, and obviously Worley put in a good shift as well. So, and Luth as well. We mentioned we gave him some credit as well. And yeah, everyone had, and that was the difference, isn't it? You know, you can't win a game with just a couple of players playing really well. You need you do need a team effort, and, and we definitely saw an improved team performance. And I'm sure the players will be a lot happier than that. And, and as you said, Glenn, it's the it's the best winning from a scoreline perspective we've had this season. If they all underperformed against Northampton, then they all performed above, uh, probably a le- above their level today. I think it was a an above level performance for mo- pretty much the, the eleven players that started. So you know it's a good turnaround from that in the week, and it does does make you think about the, the players that kind of got dropped and didn't perform against Northampton. You know whether you know this is a team we go with now for a little bit and, and give them a chance because um, I, I don't think I'd change this team for, for the next game, Ollie. They played really well, so. There we go. That ends our sort of live coverage of this game, really, the on-the-spot kind of analysis that we, we've done. But, um, yeah, we'll be back next week, won't we, Ollie? Um, we've got games coming up, haven't we? Today? Yeah, we just need to do predictions, mate, before we finish. Oh, yeah. Um, go so on, then. Predict on the game on Saturday at home to Gillingham. You go first. 2-0, town. I'm confident well, I 2-1, town. I think I think we're going to um, look back on this and think we were swayed by the positivity of a three nil three nil victory, Ollie. And um, but yeah, we'll view it. I think we, we we should get a win against Gillingham. They're not having an amazing season, are they? And they don't. Well, they, they are. They were. They were on a run for the playoffs. They were, but, um, but yeah, away. they lost today. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it'll be an interesting table. Very very direct, um, tough um, tackling, tough fighting, elbows. Yeah, because we've got a physical encounter against Gillingham, but at least we've got a week to prepare for it. So that's good. Yeah, well, Gillingham have lost 16 times this season, only, and we've only lost 12. So yeah. uh, we've, we've got that on Yeah, them, we're we? draw so, kings, aren't we? <laughs> we're draw specialists of the division, 13, more than anyone. So, um, yeah, good. Oh, it was enjoyable, that, Ollie, in the end. I will probably edit down the first half to quite short, and then we'll end up with just talking about a bit more of the excitement in the second half. So, yeah, good stuff. We shall be back uh, next Sunday. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening.